in the valley to pray, studying about that good old way. And who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Come on, brothers, let's go down. Come on down, don't you want to go down? Come on, brothers, let's go down, down in the valley to pray. Down in the valley to pray, studying about that good old way. Starry crown, good Lord, show me the way. Come on, sisters, let's go down. Come on down, don't you want to go down? Come on, sisters, let's go down. Down in the valley to pray. I went down in the valley to pray and studying about that good old way. And who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Come on, children, let's go down. Come on down, don't you want to go down? Come on, children, let's go down. Down in the valley to pray. Down in the valley to pray. Down in the valley to pray. Hello, and welcome to my little house of prayer. I am your host, Dayla Smith. I'm so very excited to be here today. Let's open in prayer. Father, I come before you right now thanking and praising you for this wonderful time of fellowship and testimony, Lord. That my, my friends or whoever is listening today. I hope that they have a testimony of the greatness of God in their lives to share with me so that we can rejoice together at the goodness of God. How good and how pleasant it is when brethren come together in unity it is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments, like the dew that descended on Mount Hermon, even Mount Zion, where the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. In Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name, amen. I need to apologize to you all for the, my delay these last two months, my absence. I want to apologize to you all for, for trusting in the arm of my own strength. I've apologized to the Lord, and He has forgiven me. I hope that you can do the same also. But the Lord was trying to show me something about myself during those few months of ab my absence. And I'm sharing this so that maybe this testimony will help you in your walk. I have been fighting to manage my time and get things done. And I've spent the last few months trying to figure out how's going to be able to keep up with all the sites the Lord has me working on. 
and I spent it not getting too much done. Really not getting anything done. Is there anyone out there that's spun themselves around in a circle and got nothing accomplished? Who are we kidding? <laughs> I know there's a bunch of you out there. <laughs> and that's okay. Because God has a remedy. On Sunday, July 30th, the Lord decided it was time to speak to me in my dreams. Because he wasn't getting my attention during the day. I was too busy running around in circles, so he had to pick a moment where my mind was still. <laughs> so, the dream went like this. My relatives had two ceramic guitars. I ended up breaking one of them. I was trying to figure out how I was going to replace it. Then another relative gives me an S his SUV. That thing went from park into neutral, into neutral and took off down the river. Go figure. It sunk. <laughs> and I'm sit left sitting there thinking, Ain't got the money to replace that. It seemed like everything I touched in that dream would break. Then I awoke to realize that I was late waking up for church. If things didn't go from bad to worse, huh? This is just how good the Lord is. He was talking to me and would not be interrupted. I need to get to church on Sunday morning at least two hours ahead of service. This Sunday morning I arrive 15 minutes before service. That's when you start praying someone else was in the sound booth putting up the prompts. I had three pages of notes and scriptures to put on our prompter. Sometimes I will have at least two or more prompts to put up be during worship. This is the goodness of God. The Lord took control of my hands. My fingers danced on the mouse and keys like a symphony. All three pages of notes and scriptures were up before worship. How powerful is that? I don't know about you, but when the Lord speaks to me in dreams, it sticks with me. That is why I started a Dreams and Visions journal. Now keep in mind, I've been strongly suggesting getting a prayer journal. You can have all kinds of journals with the Lord. I do. I have a songs journal, a dreams and visions journal, a prayer journal, my notes from church journal. And keep in mind, in all of them, there's a chance for God to speak. I write what he tells me down. When someone's special to you, you don't want to forget some of their words when they speak something serious with you or happy with you. So you write it down. Well, we should love our Lord and Master and King the same way. 
where we want to write his words down, where we want to read his words that are already written down. So, anyways, this dream was sticking with me. In the middle of my pastor's sermon, the Lord reveals what he was trying to tell me. There was a whole lot of love in his voice. You know, he has a certain way, a certain tone that he can speak to you and you can feel the love. He lovingly said to me, when will you trust me? When will you quit trying to do things in the arm of your own strength and trust in the arm of my strength? My heart fell to the floor as I realized my mistake. All this time, I was trying to accomplish things in his prayer ministry in the arm of my own strength and getting absolutely nothing done. It is amazing how much I have accomplished since then because now I rely on the arm of his strength to help me. And I want you to know something. This is how the enemy does not want you to hear this testimony. I had recorded and edited this message already. And as I was at the end of editing and fixing to save it, my computer shut it down and shut down. It decided it needed to be charged at that point. So I lost the whole message. I have a new saying that I have adopted since Wednesday morning. Because Tuesday night I watched a movie. It completely blew my mind. But the thing that I took away from the movie, you were called for a purpose and you were loved. To me, that is so powerful. It was a true story. The name of the movie is Breakthrough. But her words stuck with me. because her faith reached out to the power of God in her son's life. God is so good. But I know that someone needs to know that right now. Each one of you that are listening need to know that right now. You are called for a purpose and you are loved. So I'm going to keep this, try to keep this to a minimum <laughs> because it can be wordy. But this testimony you have just got to hear. And then I can only fit so much. There's still so much more that I, I've had to leave out because I don't want to keep you here for three days. 
while I tell you the testimony. But really, I have one testimony after another. The Lord has given me. I, in 1994, I chose to walk this walk with the Lord all or nothing. And as you've heard already in previous messages, He came into my life and turned it upside down. And then he turned around and set it right side up again. I was on one road going to hell. Now I'm on a totally different road with a destination whose builder and maker is not of this world. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ the most powerful name, the name above every name. There is no greater name. The Lord is my God, the Lord is one. And I will serve Him with all of my might, all of my strength, all of my mind. My road has been been the road less traveled by. My walk has been very odd. But throughout my walk, my Lord and King, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, has always vindicated me. So I get saved in 1994 and immediately What's the first thing I reach for? Prayer. Because I, I want to talk to a God that wants to talk back to me. And I still tell people that I pray for you. But when I pray for you, God speaks to me. Most of the time it's about how much He loves you. I worked in a hospital and I got to see him heal people left and right, raise people out of comas. He built up my faith in him in this walk. He built up my trust in him in this walk. You know, Casting Crowns talks about crazy faith and that's my walk. But I don't find it crazy at all. When you're absolutely in love with someone, nothing is impossible. Well, with my God, he says, with man, it, things are impossible. But with him, all things are possible. And I take him at his word. That's what I start, the way I started out. He called me to intercessory prayer. He called me to be a prayer warrior. But most of all and most important, he called me to be his child, his servant, his friend. He called me to a relationship with a living God, with the one true and living God. 
you can go visit his tomb, he's not there. Because he is alive. So he leads me to a small church in Orlando, Florida. And there was a prayer warrior named Karen Mosley, who has gone on to be with the Lord. Now keep in mind, the seed of faith for my little house of prayer was planted in me in 1994. And I'm gonna take you on a journey to 2023. We're not gonna spend days. I could, but we're focusing on the testimony of my little house of prayer. So there was a prayer warrior named Karen Mosley who has gone on to be with the Lord that frequented our church. Not before leaving a legacy of teachings teaching the brotherhood to have a relationship with the Lord in prayer. In other words, I found another sister who when she prayed, she heard God talk to her. He'd answer her. So, she was so very powerful, y'all. Her ministry had a huge effect on my walk with the Lord. It was at that time that the seed of my little house of prayer was watered immensely. You know, sometimes he, he gives you water and food to make the journey to where he's taking you. He did it with so many prophets of God. I'm not a prophet. I just take God at his word. So, that, that was in the year of 1997. You see, when Jesus Christ, when we decide to walk the crucified way with Jesus Christ, he allows seeds to be planted. But then he has, the seed has to be watered and nurtured before it can mature and produce growth. Sometimes with some plants, it takes a long while for them to produce growth that the natural eye can see. She taught me how to have a real relationship with the one true and living God, that he desired a relationship with me, one that can go as deep as I would allow it. And that's the thing. I watched a young lady. She'd get from God. She'd go up for prayer and get from God. When she'd finally come back, wake up, she'd come back for more. And she did this four or five times. Kept going back for more. I want more. I want more of you, Lord. I want to know you. And at one point, the Holy Spirit said, we have to stop this. We can't keep doing this or I'll take you home. In that moment, I believe the Lord was showing me that we can have as much of Him as we want. We just gotta want. Are you willing to chase Him down? 
that's what I've been doing. Chasing him down. She taught me my need and how to sit at his feet and wait upon him for him to talk to me. When she spoke to her heavenly father, it was mingled with childlike faith and a deep relationship with him. I love to hear her talk about him this way. She was such a joy to learn from. So the seed of my little house of prayer got watered during that season and lay there waiting to spring forth. I had to learn so much more in my walk. Fast forward to 1998. I moved back to my hometown and was back at the church where I began my journey with Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We were a family and I loved them dearly. It's where I got saved and learned about prayer and deliverance and so many things that I, I needed. They were there for me in my hard times and my good times. So uh, to me, they were my family. I loved them dearly. It was at this time I believe the Lord was asking me the same question he asked Peter with a command of what I was supposed to do as I went on this journey with him. John 21, verse 15 through 17. So when they had dined, Jesus saith unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, Son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he say, said unto him, Lord, that thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. It was in this year that a new little church had sprung up pastor of that church and my church became quick friends. One Sunday morning he tells the congregation that if we wanted to visit a church, this was a good little church to visit. In my mind, I said, this is my family. They have been in the trenches with me. They have fought alongside me in prayer. I'm not about to leave. It was almost like the Lord had impressed upon me that I was supposed to visit this little church. My pastor never said anything about leaving. He just said, visit. <laughs> so why did I rise up saying, I'm not about to leave? 
That's when you know that God's tagged you and you're in. <laughs> My pastor ne never said anything about leaving. At that moment, I did not realize that I had made them to be an idol before the Lord. Whenever we choose something or someone over the Lord, it is an idol. Exodus 20, verse 1 through 6. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. How do I know this? Because of what happens next. All of a sudden, the people who were once my friends that I thought was family began to hurt me. You see, when you are running away from the voice of God, He has begun to deal with some things in your life. Well, He allowed me to do this for a while. Run away from it. Because at that time, I had to grow up a bit. Sometimes when we don't want to grow up, in areas he's going to create stuff to make you grow up this is where our choices come into play when those times rise up the first thing to do is get that we would our natural selves want to do is get angry at God and run the other way instead of just submitting to him and his hand, knowing that his righteousness is, is for your sake. You're the one that has to walk out this earth. So, my friends who always had time for me, now no longer had time for me. Some even were a bit rough with their words. But this was the Lord's doing and I knew it. From the get-go he was walling me in I prayed for his people to want to visit with me what did I get crickets so I prayed and asked him to send his people to visit with me instead of me going to their house maybe they could come to mine what did I get crickets I want to take a moment to stop and say that I have learned so much from this one little part of my life that now the silence is okay. I don't mind the crickets because that's when I can get alone with him and talk to him. And I use up every opportunity. 
because he's important to me. So, like I said, all I got was crickets. Now keep in mind that this all takes place in a period of weeks. I want to say two or three weeks at least per request. So by now I am frustrated. I finally speak with the Lord. Okay, Lord, I see what you're doing. You're walling me in. You have walled me off from my friends. <laughs> Sounds just like a little kid, huh? I can't go play with my kid friends. You won't even send someone to visit me. He can't even come over. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to visit with you. I'm going to visit with you so much that you will send someone just to shut me up. You gave me this mouth. You have given me the gift to gab. I am going to be to you like a widow woman with the judge. You will send someone just to shut me up. Well, let's just say that things didn't go like I planned. This is where I learned how to have a prayer closet. A prayer closet is a place that you always find to pray. It is usually your favorite room in the house. The one where you find, your, you find out that you love the room because you're always praying in it. Sometimes you don't even make the connection yet. You just know that you're drawn to a certain place in your house. Pay attention to that. Because when you're drawn to a certain place in a home, usually it's because that's where you need to pray. It's the one place no one is around to disturb you. Just you and the Lord. It is a very quiet place. You usually find anything from scriptures to prayer requests on the walls of it. A place where you go to wait and to have a real conversation with the Lord. Not just be the only one speaking, but where you are willing to wait and listen for Him. You see, the moment I decided to accept the salvation of the Lord and walk with Him truly, the first gift He revealed to me was prayer. So the Lord knew that he was going to reveal the ministry of my little house of prayer in October of 1994. That's when I got saved. Today I chose to walk with him all or nothing. And the reason I keep repeating all or nothing. Salvation is free. The gift is free. The Lord loves you. But he will not choose for you. You have to choose. And then he says, count the cost. Pick up your cross and count the cost. The cross is a place of suffering and pain. And that is what you're supposed to keep in front of your, fore your eyes. Because you want to die to self and be alive in Christ. You have to sell out all or nothing. I'm willing to give you everything. My family, my friends, my favorite things. If you want it, it's yours. If you want me to drop it like a hot potato, 
it's done. And don't just say you're going to do it. You have to do it. The greatest miracles do not come without sacrifice. But keep in mind, while you're giving up all these things on this side, he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all this righteousness will be added to you. He will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Um, the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. God will, just like the Israelites, he provided for them, he will provide for you. Everything you give up, it will come back in a different form. A different form of joy. It's a promise. So, all or nothing, right? <laughs> but it was during that okay so in 1994 I chose to walk with him all or nothing but it was during the time that he walled me in for him I began to learn of finding my prayer closet well I began to visit with him every waking hour it wasn't all that hard I already knew his voice but this is where things change. He not only begins to speak to me, he begins to show me things worlds away. But I, I did not have to pray a panic prayer. If I train my spiritual ears to hear him, I can pray for things happening in the future to truly intercede for the body of Christ. This is where my faith in who he is to me began to grow. I would call my brother in Christ and tell him what the Lord was showing me. There would be silence on the other end of the phone. Then he would let me know that he was watching it on the news a world away. This happened so much over the next few weeks that my brother in Christ brought a TV to my front door. So I could quit calling him. <laughs> I didn't watch it I was having too much fun visiting with my Lord I wish you could have seen his face when he comes to the front door I opened the front door and I did I don't want that I don't watch that and he said it's heavy please don't make me bring it back I almost did but I had compassion and in my mind's eye at the time, it was more I showed him more compassion than he was showing me. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> you know, you can get bitter in a situation. Or you can keep seeking God. I could have been very bitter in my situation. But I chose to seek Him with tenacity and most people would say how can you think you can talk to God like this well God's not up there surprised that I feel this way it doesn't stop him from moving in my life he leaves that choice up to me I do respect him I do honor him I love him with all my heart. But if 
I can't be real with him, then, you know, if you don't go with me, I won't go. Well, if someone goes with you, that means they also signed the contract to take the good, the bad, and the ugly. See, I signed a contract with Jesus Christ the day I got saved. But he signed it too with his blood. It says, no matter what, I want you. Till you stop, I want you. And he saw, to, in his mind's eye, I was behaving just as a little child would. That wasn't getting its way. I wanted my way. And he wasn't about to give it to me. And I'm glad he didn't. Because my little house of prayer wouldn't be here right now. Oh my, I've taken up a lot of time. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to try to make this quick now. I am so sorry. I said it was wordy. So anyways, Joel 2, 27 through 32. And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Well, one night the Lord spoke to me in my dreams. He set me free of labels and other things. Then there was a song I was supposed to sing. I did not know the song at the time, but it invoked me to worship the Lord Most High. And I began to weep. I'm sitting here in a room of angels while they're singing the chorus to me, trying to tell me I know it. All I knew was that I loved my Lord and Savior and King. And he deserved all my worship, all my praise, all my thanksgiving. As I worshiped, I began to weep in my dream. I wept so hard in the dream that I woke myself up weeping. That I, when I woke up, I was under the weight of his glory that lasted from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. I know it was the Lord because I was never the same after that. That night, guess what happened? The Lord sent someone to my front door. I opened the door and the first words out of his mouth was, Wow, his glory is all over you. I testified and wept at the Lord. You see, the Lord did send someone, but it was to testify of his glory. I was never the same after that night and day. 
And I don't ever want to return to the person I was before that day. A sniffling, spoiled child. I've moved multiple times since then. Every home that I lived in, people would talk about how his peace was there. How my home invited them in. Others would walk around my home saying, it's like the prayers have baked into the walls of this home. On December 4th, 2019, the building and the land that would be my home and the ministry of my little house of prayer was born. It sprung up. It was a shell when it arrived. But when I walked in on December 4th, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to my heart. Merry Christmas. Look up. You know how you've been nagging me about an upper room? Well, take your pick. Take a long, hard look. Because I am going to finish it. He was telling me to take a long, hard look at the walls of this place that were unfinished. When it arrived, it had four electrical sockets and no walls. It is incredible what the Lord can do. He also gave me a scripture that day, 2 Chronicles 16:9, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly, therefore from henceforth thou shalt have wars. He looks to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong to someone that wants to see him strong. Well, I took the little blueprints and put it in where that scripture was. March 4th of 2022. The house was finished on the inside and livable. And as of July 28, 2023, it is paid off. No more house notes. Help of all kinds came in from unforeseen sources, little by little. The Lord had also given me a dream about this house. And in the middle of the dream, I told him, Nope, can't do it, because I ain't got no money to do it. Don't tell God you, what you don't have. And tell him that it's impossible, because then he's going to show you. He sure showed me. <laughs> It has been a walk of absolute faith. I can't wait to see what else the Lord has in mind. There is so much more that he did besides this house. But I'm out of time. So, if you do not know the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, let me introduce you to him. It is really simple. First, you must acknowledge that he was born of a virgin, lived as God among us, was crucified, died, and buried, and rose again on the third day for the salvation of all creation. That you are a sinner in need of a Savior according to the mirror of the law of the Lord. Ask Him for His forgiveness for all of your sins and call them out to Him. Thank Him for His forgiveness. Then forgive those who have sinned or transgressed against you. This is not an option. It's a direct demand by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. 
If you do not forgive others, your Father in heaven will not forgive you. And you don't own you. He owns you. So you have to forgive yourself also. You have no right to not forgive yourself when he has forgiven you already on the cross of Calvary Hill. Then you are to repent. repent. Repent means to change your mind concerning sinful habits. Change your choice making decisions. Let him influence your choice making decisions as you get in his holy word. He's not waving a magic wand and ta-da, you're all better now. No, some things are right away. Other things take time. But you can't grow till you get in his word. Ask him to be Lord over your life. I want to pray this prayer with you. But this is just an outline. The real work begins after I pray with you. Because it is a very personal walk with the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. I acknowledge that you were born of a virgin. You lived as God among us, was crucified, died, and buried. You rose again on the third day for the salvation of all creation. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you have made the decision to give your life to Jesus, let me be one of the first to welcome you to the body of Christ. All of heaven is greatly rejoicing over your decision today. Please let me know of your decision today. I want to pray for you. If this message has brought up any questions or spoke to you in some way, or if you have any prayer requests, please let me know by commenting below, private messaging me, or you can email me at my number one little a f m p a is an apple f is in frog m is in mary p is in paul at aol.com i would greatly love to hear from you remember you were called for a purpose and you were loved and i love you with the love of the lord but jesus will always love you more Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for this wonderful time of fellowship. I thank you for the listeners. I lift them up in prayer to you. That you would uh, help us to hide this word, your words in our heart. That we might not sin against you. That this message encourages someone or someone's an encouragement to pray and seek your face to get in your holy word and learn who you are to them and what you expect of them how to walk this walk Lord 
close by your side, humble and loving mercy. Father, once again, I just thank you for the mighty wonders that you have done before my eyes today, that you would do mighty wonders in their lives today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I went down in the valley to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Come on, brothers, let's go down. Come on down, don't you want to go down? Come on, brothers, let's go down, down in the valley to pray. Down in the valley to pray, studying about that good old way. And who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Come on, sisters, let's go down. Come on down, don't you want to go down? Come on, sisters, let's go down, down in the valley to pray. I went down in the valley to pray and studying about that good old way. And who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Come on, children, let's go down. Come on down, don't you want to go down? Come on, children, let's go down, down in the valley to pray. Down in the valley to pray. Down in the valley to pray.